As the old showbiz expression goes, we didn't spit out our nicotine gum and turn off the fridge for nothing. We got a podcast to do. Chapter 58. It's the first day of February. Congratulations. Bonjour, amigos. Bienvenido, secret friends. To my left, of course, the Kathy Lee Gifford of podcast bass players, Fish B. Super Gladys Wonder Kitty. Romain, the palatious uh, podcast dojo. So did you see Mark Zuckerberg in Congress? All the This happens like twice a year, uh, but all the heads of the social media companies are basically brought to Capitol Hill to be lambasted, ridiculed, and embarrassed by members of Congress because it makes the members of Congress feel good. But a new low in Congress, when Mark Zuckerberg made to turn around and apologize to a large group of parents who were tragically many holding pictures of their children, many of whom have deceased by suicide as a result of cyberbullying. I'm certainly not making light, and I'm not intending to minimize that. But if I can play the devil's advocate, how does humiliating the Zuck make anything better? I pray that we can better practice the act of forgiveness rather than dwelling on blame And I understand those parents are angry. I'm a parent of three. And if I would have lost one, or God forbid, one of my kids to something tragic like this, I would probably be in jail or dead myself. It, It would not go well. I understand the anger. But to say in a congressional hearing that the Zuck has, quote, blood on his hands, not only is that hyperbolic, I think it's tremendously misguided. The sad reality is, and unfortunately this is one of my areas of expertise, The sad reality is no one commits suicide just because of social media. It's a perfect storm that creates suicides. It's a perfect storm. Now, social media might have played a significant role. There's plenty of blame to go around. But it's still just part, it's still just a component of a much larger perfect storm that leads to those tragedies. So I think if you're being intellectually honest, doesn't God get more blame than Mark Zuckerberg? 
You can learn a lot from books. And I think it's a good question. It's a good conversation starter to go up to your favorite favorite avid reader and ask them, you know, what's the coolest thing you've learned from that book you're reading? But right now, I'm going to do you one step better. Here's the most important things I learned from the last three books I've read. We'll start with the Rain Wilson book, played Dwight Schrute on The Office, which candidly is a show I'm familiar with, but I'm not like a junkie on it. I've probably seen six or seven Office episodes in, in my entire life. When that show was in its heyday, I was busy. But I really enjoyed the book. It was challenging and enlightening. Really, really good. But what I learned from it that after you get your bachelor's, acting grad school sounds like the greatest place ever. And when in acting grad school at NYU, Rain Wilson had a brilliant acting professor, acting coach, acting teacher who imparted on his students to A, assume your own brilliance. This kind of alleviates a a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the second guessing, a lot of the imposter syndrome. Assume your own brilliance. And there's nothing less funny than someone trying too hard to be funny. And I learned a lot from the Rain Wilson book too, but I found this to be an interesting concept. After you assume your own brilliance and recognize there's nothing less funny than someone trying too hard to be funny, dare to be boring. Trust in your own abilities. Let yourself become consumed with the character. Don't try too hard. Don't press. Don't make it awkward. Dare to be boring. I also read recently a book about David Letterman, not written by Dave, because Dave doesn't do that. I believe it's called The Last Giant of Late Night. But I love something I learned there, which was... Trust the words, and this is kind of a Davism that I haven't heard before, but trust the words. The words can be enough. Also fascinating, according to Dave at the end of the book, he was asked, what's the most most important quality in a talk show host? And Letterman replies, kindness. And I... And Dave is famously acerbic. Uh, So Dave isn't talking about um, uh, guests and necessarily the way you interact with people. He's saying for a self-loathing perfectionist, the most important thing is kindness to oneself. And Fishby, I see you chomping at the baseline bit there.
We'll get to your questions, but I promised three books. Do, do you want to hear what I learned from the Walter Isaacson Da Vinci book? It's less profound. I'll do it very fast. But Da Vinci, perhaps the most curious human who ever lived. I learned I have nothing, I know nothing about Renaissance art. And honestly, I'm far more interested probably in the career of Bob Newhart than the career of Leonardo Da Vinci. But I learned that when you focus your eyes on a specific point, and this is really the magic of Da Vinci art, but when you focus your eyes on a specific point, it ever so slightly impacts everything just around that point. It has to do with the way the eye focuses. And that concept is critical to design. It also creates a, the opportunity for optical illusions. And I found that fascinating. All right, Fishby, sorry about that. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to stroll all over your time here. Here's Fishbeast questions. Let's do this thing. Hubba Hubba and Hokey Pokey, Sir Augustus McHooha. It's me, Fishby. And are me, you, and Gladys going to the Agent Argyle film premiere? And Jesus H. Christ, what is that monstrosity on your wrist? And lastly, today's brilliant question, the category is true or false. True or false. But first, the questions. And a shout out to Fish B for Hubba Hubba and Hokey Pokey, Sir Augustus McHooha. These are all names that I would much rather go by than Bob Van Dyne or God forbid Gary Van Dyne. Are me, you, and Gladys going to the Agent Argyle premiere? The secret agent movie about the cat and the cool Argyle backpack? The three of us? No, I, no. Here's the thing about motion pictures. I have the best intentions of going to see them in the theater by myself, but then that just seems so hard. I'm so fucking scared of my own fucking shadow at this point. I'm becoming a very strange, strange man, and I was born a strange, strange man. Getting weirder by the fucking day. Scared to leave my apartment, so no, we're not going. And Jesus H. Christ, what is this monstrosity on my wrist? I've been wearing this watch for over a year, Fishby. You're just now... It's a fucking Casio, dude. It's like got three different buttons on it. It's, uh... It's white. I like it. I... It says, hey, I'm not into your smartwatch. Which is strange because when the Apple Watch came out, or I know some people are Samsung and other shit, but I had the Apple Watch for a little while, and by a little while, I mean about a week and a half. And it was just too much information. It was, it was, it was I, I, I didn't need the biofeedback. I, I didn't need to. Ah! <laughs> Sorry about that. I. I, I, dro I dropped my phone and it, and it scared me and, and I popped a, a mic and anyway, so 
It's not a monstrosity. It's a, it's a Casio. I think this retails for like eh, $30. Right around that price point right there on the Amazon. All right, let's get to... Uh, Let's get to today's brilliant question, Fishby. The category is true or false. And today's Fishby, uh, a true-false question is, brilliant question. If you laid out all the World War I trenches on the Western Front, the distance will be longer than the equator. True or false? If you laid out all the World War I trenches on the Western Front, the distance will be longer than the equator. True or false? Fish B reminds me that I've only got 6 out of 15 so far. Fish B, may I ask how long the circumference of the equator is? 24,901 miles. So true or false, were there more than 24,901 miles of trenches on the Western Front in, in, in World War One? My answer is true. Final answer, Reg. True is correct. There were 35,000 miles of trenches dug on the Western Front in World War II. An unpleasant experience for all involved, and it wasn't just the cold. Fishby, what's the... What's the distance, not of the equator, but if you go through the poles, like the prime meridian, what's that one? 24,859. So it's like 42 miles less than... Almost a perfect circle. Almost. Uh, we only have 15 minutes. Up by noon at the latest every single weekday until the motherfucking wheels fall off, which is... Uh, not just an expression, that's also a tease, because we never know. Uh, thank you for caring. Thank you for sharing. Uh, nervous as hell, because tomorrow we have to go through the numbers. Till then, say adios, Fishby.